keep being you. If you if you kind of notice yourself doing something and it's not and it's not making you happy, then stop doing it and try something different. And don't then I just don't be don't be scared to make mistakes either. Hello and welcome to episode one of Modern Men. In this episode, I'm joined by actor, musician, and presenter Jack Monaghan. Now, Jack's a friend of mine. We've been working together before on a podcast, a football podcast, and we've always been pretty open with each other about mental health. So I thought, why don't we have a conversation, record it, and publish it, and hopefully some other people can benefit from those conversations. So it's a great episode. Um, In the episode, Jack talks about how acting and singing have helped his mental health. We discuss his short film, In My Head, which I will leave a link to down in the description as well. And we also talk about expectations of men in social situations and things like that a fair bit. So it's a great conversation. Now, before we get going, it would be amazing if you take a moment to follow me on the socials. You can find me at Modern Men Podcast on Instagram and at George underscore BWH on Twitter. That's George underscore BWH. Now, those are both linked down below in the description as well. And also, whatever platform you're listening on, it would mean the world if you could give the show a follow, a rating, and a review, and together, we can expand the conversation around men's mental health. So, without further ado, here is episode one with Jack Monaghan. So, Jack, thank you for coming on the first ever episode of Modern Men. It's an absolute honour. Yeah, it's an an absolute honour to have you on. Momentous occasion. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to try all this a little bit. With with the guests, I'm going to be asking a couple of default questions to every single guest. And uh, three of them come right at the end, but one of them comes at the start as well. So the question I'm going to start with is if you could be having this conversation anywhere in the world right now, where would it be and why? So I've always grew up going to a place in Spain called Javier. Um, to me, is that my, my second home. Um, so I just love going there. I think this is the first year in a long time I haven't been more than once. I've only been once this year. Um, and it's just a really strong connection I've got with the place. My grandmother used to live there before she passed away. Um, so yeah, like three times a year since I was six months old going to this place. And uh, it's just beautiful. Beautiful sea, beautiful coastline. Um, so I've just kind of made some real good friendships over there now as well. Um, so yeah, it's always one of those places kind of like as I develop and advance myself in the future, like potentially obviously down the line getting a, having a girlfriend, kids, whatever, being able to take them there and kind of create new memories and stuff like that. So yeah, no, I have it's probably the place I'd pick, but the city grounds are very second close. Yeah, you're a massive Nottingham Forest fan, aren't you? For anyone who doesn't know, I was I was thinking that that might be an option, but I, the, the idea of yeah going to going abroad and kind of I was always very jealous of people like when I was a kid growing up who had like not necessarily like a, a like family abroad, but I guess um, who who just kind of spent a lot of time in like the same place and they had kind of formed these relationships and friendships and stuff with people like when they go on holiday because we always hear about people yeah. go on holiday to the same place every year and they like meet the same people um mm. whereabouts in spain is that exactly i think I, it rings so, a bell but so it's between uh between alicante and valencia so like literally bang in the middle 
Nice. No, yeah, no, that sounds. It sounds really nice. I'll have to check it out. Um, we're gonna go kind of like into the the episode itself, I guess. Now, so we'll talk about the short film. Firstly, could you just kind of outline what that short film is about, and kind of just uh, for, for the for the listeners and the viewers, kind of just um, yeah, go into that a little bit for us. The short film is not what it intended to be to start with. Um, so the short film is called In My Head. Um, and it was originally supposed to be um, a different film, but on the day of recording the film itself, the the lead actress pulled out sick. So literally on the day of <laughs> on the day of filming. Um, so me and my mate who who I did it with Austin, we were both like, oh shit! Like I had to wake him up and be like, mate, we we don't have a lead actress anymore, like. Um, Carl, who's in it, was like coming from like the other side of London to film it. Austin himself had come from Bath, so we're like, oh no. And then I had to go. To, I had to go to work for the morning as well. So it's like, not only have I got to go to work for a bit, we've got to figure out a whole new short film, locations, what we want to do, and then we thought we'd base it off not my song in my head in, entirely, but. We kind of the original film is gonna be like part of this mental health trilogy of films that I've already written. So like one of them's already out on YouTube now. Open up. So this is gonna be like the second one. The third one will come at some point. In my head is now about. It's quite true to kind of myself. It's about like I wouldn't call myself myself failed musician, but it's like it's about like a musician who's just uninspired, uninterested, not motivated, and it's kind of his his journey to try and like sort himself back out again and get himself going so he's obviously he's bored at work he's not interested in going out anymore uh his friends has to come physically to his house and drag him out and be like look you're talented you're good you need to just go out and do it so yeah it's it's a little bit close to home more probably close to home than we intended but i think from like watching the bits i've watched back and stuff like that and it's actually quite it's quite nice that we filmed it so long ago and it's only just coming out now it's kind of made us I forget about it a little bit and now like the journey feels a bit different to how it did then because filming it then I felt like it was a proper like biography like it's like I'm just literally I'm not really acting I'm just being how I feel right now it's like I'm not gonna win I win some great awards for how true to the film I am but but yeah no it's uh it's been nice to have that break away from it and to now watch it again and be like okay okay yeah, I think that is that is a good thing. Would you say like you're somebody who likes to kind of put your struggles across in the form of like fi- like film, like acting and music and stuff like that? Because I think that's a common thing. I think like putting your kind of struggles out there through like creative means is quite a big thing. And I think that's mm. almost, I guess one reason that I've started this podcast is this podcast was actually a, a, a one that I started quite a while ago and it kind of, I didn't, didn't stick with it and I'm mm. determined to kind of stick with it this time. So I've had the same thing where I've kind of been very stop and start with projects that I've done. W- would you say that's, that's what's happened for you in terms of like you find stuff like film and music as, as a way to kind of get your struggles out there without directly kind of saying them? To, to, to people yeah I mean I've always been quite open like ever since I kind of first started having conversations about my mental health but yeah I just started right as like I didn't I, did, I had no intention of of kind of 
pursuing music. When, like, when I moved to London, I always kind of wanted to focus on acting and stuff. But then, yeah, I just started, so I just started writing songs and, and say the songs ended up having a few about mental health, a few about your obvious relationships, girlfriends, things annoying you in life. But like, Open Up, which is the lead single on my EP that came out last year, like I wrote that and I was like, oh shit, I didn't, I didn't expect to write about the subject I wrote about. It kind of just appeared on paper and I was like, oh, then it's a decent song. And then yeah, the short films as well. It's just I just feel like I can. That's what I kind of connect with the most, and I can write truly about the most. And and yeah, if people watch it and go, I don't want sympathy from it at all. I just it could just be like, people be like, oh shit, okay. I wasn't expecting that. I didn't expect that. But ah, oh, fair play. He's, he's opened up about it. And actually, maybe I can do the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Definitely, yeah. And I think I, I've I've watched the the short film. I think that whole idea of it is kind of. It, it taps into the whole kind of like male mental health thing as well, I think in many ways, because like you can see kind of like if you do watch the um, the film, it, it kind of follows like the whole thing of like the, the guy who's playing your friend who kind of wants you to come out um, and still come out like drinking and stuff like that, despite you kind of like f- to, to the viewer being very like obviously kind of not up for it and kind of struggling basically yeah. and that that i think d- it does reflect specifically towards men and how like we are expected to just sort of carry on through things and not talk about them mm. but then that i think is transforming for a lot of a lot of like male friendships but it's still something that we're quite far behind um quite quite yeah. f- sort of far behind and have you experienced that yourself before because i know like i i have at certain times experienced things like that where kind of people expect you to just continue and whether it's because you're male or not, it might just be because that's the sort of person that they are. Um, but there is the, still that sort of stigma. Have you experienced that yourself, would you say? Yeah, for sure. It's like, I just feel like when you first start like, experiencing things with your mental health, you don't really kind of know what's going on. And like, I was going out all the time, and I was like, probably 18, 19. And every night out, I was like, I'm not enjoying myself. But like, I feel like I had to to not let the image slip about me being like happy go lucky Jack is always on on good form and a night out. Like, I feel like I was probably the best actor ever then. Like, I think that was my best performances. It's like, like people didn't even know. Like, I I told my best friend once, and he was like, I had no idea. I was like, well, there you go. That just shows kind of how well I was doing, like hiding it. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. And I, when I think that scenes like that would hopefully just make people notice that. Oh, you're not. I'm not being a boring bastard by staying at home. It's just oh, there might be something else going on. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't mean, but I don't want to come necessarily. It just means that I just don't feel like it, and I'm just not prepared for it. If you know what I mean. I think it's one of those things. It's like as you say, it is. You, you do have to act. You know that you're all right sometimes, and kind of put on that put on that sort of brave face and stuff, and and carry on with things. And it's only when the acting is like recorded and it's on video that's when people realize it's acting but when it's in day-to-day life like i i i probably had a very similar thing i think when i was probably about 18 or 19 i was going out quite a lot as well and there there were the odd time like when i was up for it and i was out and i was kind of enjoying it and it got into the habit where it was kind of it would have been weird if i didn't go out and i think that there were times where i was like i was just like oh i'm just gonna go for a piss or something and then i would just walk home 
I had times and I would like wouldn't answer my phone. People would be trying to get hold of me, and like it, you just kind of feel like you need to remove yourself from that situation. And I think it is that that even that that can play into the whole male thing i think but also it it's just a general thing where i think sometimes the pressure to you know if you become known as this person who's kind of like you said on good form and kind of if people get used to a certain version of you when that changes you do sort of feel to an extent like you have to keep up with with that kind of version of you and and that is definitely um definitely quite a challenge i do feel there's like there's there's two opposites to it it's like I've caught myself doing both in the fact that I've been either trying not to go out and be kind of just keep myself in and be, or I go out too much, you know what I mean? So like the stage where I'm like, I'm just out all the time because I'm like, I don't want to spend time on my own. I don't want to be at home on my own. Like, I just need to be out. And it's like, at the time, I think, oh yeah, that's the cure. But then like, you go out, it means you're drinking more, then you get the anxiety and it's like, oh shit. And then like, mm. one thing leads to another and leads to another. And it's like, getting that balance and also kind of realizing that not everything not everything is directly linked so i think that's kind of the thing you think is like oh i didn't enjoy that that must be because of this but it's like no it's not it's just different situations so it's figuring out what what do you need to work on and improve and what what it's just like that happened because it's just a coincidence or that happened because of this you know what i mean so. Yeah, definitely. I think I think it's it comes also to the point where I think a lot of people. I don't know if you can relate to this, but I know that I've used alcohol as like a kind of crutch before. In terms of, I've never been the most confident person. I think doing podcasting, doing doing stuff like this, and also weirdly like working in retail as well because I did that for quite a while. Th- those sort of things have kind of made me into more of a confident person. But naturally, I am quite a kind of shy anxious person so i think even having like one drink and stuff like that i kind of at certain points feel like to socialize i relied on that slightly and i think that's again an easy trap to fall into and it's a way that a lot of men can kind of hide that they're not all right because you know it it does kind of mask how you're really feeling a lot of the time so um i don't know if you've ever kind of yeah if you've kind of experienced that as well in terms of you're using that as kind of a way to ignore the issues because I think that's something that I've done at, at certain stages. I barely drink now, to be honest. But have you? Do you do you think you've been like that at certain points or not? Oh, for sure. I mean, it's just like I think I've never, I've never really thought about anxiety at all. But probably until probably just over a year ago, when I kind of first realised kind of what anxiety was, and kind of, and then it's like again, it's like as soon as you realise these things, it's like just in the forefront of your mind. And um, like I always say to people, if you don't, if you don't feel like, if you, if you say you feel fine and you don't feel like you've ever experienced anything with your mental health, sort of, I'm like, just good, that's fine. Because as soon as you do, I kind of do. Yeah. I sometimes just think like it takes us over a little bit. Mm. Like now, for some reason, I was saying this to my mate the other day. I'm from Nottingham, grew up in Nottingham. I live in London now. I get the worst anxiety walking through Nottingham city centre at night. Don't know why. I feel like it's because I know I'm going to bump into somebody or something like that. During the day, I'm fine. No, I'm just like, feel so like chest gets tight. I'm always kind of a little bit on edge, like oh, who am I going to bump into? And that's only come like the last few visits to Nottingham. So like, I don't know. I don't know what's caused it. Not like I've had really bad experiences on nights out in Nottingham, but I totally, I do think it's like one of those things. Like when you. I've done it before, like, I've been on one of my way to, like, the pub or been on my way to, like, work night out and I've stopped off at the shop and got, like, 
a tinny for the road or something like that. Just kind of be like, right, got something in my system now. All right, let's go. Showtime. Yeah, no, I, I, I do relate to that. I think, like, I've been someone who, like, since I've been an adult, I have been... I've been in long-term relationships quite a bit. So it was, I think the heavy drinking was kind of before that. And then it sort of came, it sort of wound down when I got into a relationship. I was in a relationship for like three and a half years or so. And then as soon as, um, as soon as we split up, I started going out again. And then it was COVID. And then after COVID, I started going out again. And then I got into another long-term relationship. So it's almost as if like when I'm left to my own devices and I don't have like that kind of i don't have like a partner to kind of i don't know whether whether take up my time or take up my attention or kind of to to maintain a relationship with i think that's when it kind of slips a little bit i mean there there is obviously not there's nothing wrong with obviously like going on a night out or drinking like as long as it doesn't get to a point where it's like damaging your physical health or mental health it's obviously not a bad thing to go out and drink like every now and again or, or or have a few but like i think when it, it it's hard to find that line of when it becomes something that you rely upon a little bit and i i think i've I've had a little bit of that before but you know it's it's not been too bad i've never been someone who's heavily like who's like not been able to cope without it or anything like that luckily it's it's quite an easy sl- sort of slippery slope i think for people to go down but i've luckily never got that far um i think if we can just move on to like the whole music your your sort of like music career and everything like that kind of how did that start where did you first kind of i know that you you said obviously moving to london and stuff like that has kind of opened up more opportunities and i can kind of i can relate to that living in in warwickshire because there's literally no like it's so hard to like find contacts who are actually local to me or find find people mm. so i think moving to london for for so many people is kind of the way to go what where did the sort of music side of things come from is that something that's always always been a passion of yours or did you kind of stumble into it a little bit when i was singing it was my first like my first love um like as a kid i just loved singing like when I, like whilst like instead of playing games i'm like I was just there singing. My mum and dad bought me like a mic stand and a pretend guitar. My brother will, will hate me saying this, but he he used to like the band McFly, not for very oh, long. Oh, nice. Apparently. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as I heard that heard that first album, oh, I fell in love. So I was always kind of like mimicking Danny from McFly. Like I, he was my <laughs> idol at the time. I loved him. Uh, I want to be like him. And then like I, I just grew up in like my in a musical household. Really, like, my my dad's always been like big Oasis and. I kind of the music I kind of listen to. Yeah. My mum's always been into like Dran Dran, 80s sort of music. So like any journey in the car, I'd be singing. Keen Kaiser Chiefs in the car with my dad, uh, and then yeah, whatever in the car with my mum. And then yeah, like I was kind of I didn't really go too much about singing kind of growing up. I kind of got into acting very, like in kind of like year six, started acting. Then went to kind of like different like acting schools and. And stuff like that so kind of acting kind of took over and it wasn't until i was at like acting college or performing arts college in nottingham that we had um we had an assignment to to produce a music video as part of like the acting and film production course i was doing i was like why the fuck am i making a video for somebody where i can make one for myself i can sing so i made a video i made a song on garage band called i don't agree uh, which i wrote because it was a year after his my grand's 
birthday, the first one since you died, and I forgot. So I was beating myself up about it. So I wrote a song called I Don't Agree that she's in a better place, basically. By 48 hours, I'd written the song, recorded the song, and filmed the music video for it. So it was crazy, actually. Not bad. Not a bad achievement, to be fair. I've heard so many stories of, like, of stuff like yeah, that, where, like... The week after. Yeah, yeah, that that is pretty cool. Like, I think I can't remember where it was, but I've seen I've seen recently like a video of someone talking about how they like wrote and recorded a song in twenty four hours and stuff like that. And like, I think sometimes if you have that, because I've I've done I have like I've never done music at all as a thing, but like I used to sometimes write like lyrics or like and write like poems and stuff like that. And I think sometimes I still write poems occasionally now, but like if you get that surge of creativity and just like sometimes that's when it works best when it's like not overly planned so that's yeah. really cool well again it's like i didn't i didn't plan to release an ep last year like again like i've never i was in a band for a point that whilst i was at college so i just after i did i don't agree and stuff like that but i wasn't really planning on recording my mate joe davis came to stay with me he was like one of my best mates he came to stay with me in london because he had the had like this college thing for six weeks and i was like oh why don't we record while she was in that like yeah, it can do. Um, so yeah, literally, I picked picked a couple of songs from my my back catalogue, and then um, wrote a new song the day before before he came down, and so we picked those songs, and so we went out and re- released it, and now we're we're about to start. Well, we've started recording my next EP already. So so yeah, mm. the music's here to stay. Unfortunately, for the people who don't like it. <laughs> no but i think like again like like i was saying earlier like it's such a good way to put your like feelings across and stuff like that but i think yeah like you said like me i'm i've kind of always been someone i think a bit like since i've been an adult i found it kind of not necessarily always easy but i've not found it too hard to talk about mm-hmm. uh, talk about stuff because i think i've almost gone like right it's so hard for for men to talk about like mental health or even like it was saying about like you saying about your gran and stuff like that and kind of having negative feelings about situations it is hard for for men to talk about that sort of thing but i think i've almost pledged to myself to kind of talk about it more so that i'm almost like you know making up for somebody who doesn't talk about it and kind of still just pushing Mm -hmm. the pushing the whole narrative i think think it's just I, i just think it's kind of there's kind of two extremes to it like i'm so so like being open about your mental health and talking to people about it, sharing your experiences, them sharing it with back with you is great. I just think that sometimes like it has got a bit too much for me on the other on the other side though. Like, not that I don't care. I don't think people care about me talking about it so much anymore. It's more the fact that it's like there was a stage where like so many people were talking to me about their stuff. I was like, maybe this is a little bit too much for me to kind of handle. If you know what I mean? Like, I'm glad that you feel you feel happy and you feel comfortable to talk to me about it, but at the same time, it's just a bit like, oh, actually, I just need to, just need to slow down a little bit. I do get that. I think like it, it can be, it can be at the point where like it's out. It can maybe to some people sound selfish, but it's definitely not. Like it, there can if you're struggling and you're someone else is offloading their problems on you, that can just kind of like make things even worse for you and sort of there there are times when you don't need to hear it and i, I kind of get that i think like if you are someone who that is one thing if you're open about it obviously it's nice that that makes people want to come to you and feel like you're a safe person to talk to but at the same time yeah it can 
I think I've experienced that a little bit as well. It can can just get a little bit a little bit too much sometimes. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it it can be a bit of a challenge. But um, what were your? I I know like you you mentioned it to an extent, but what was sort of like the first time when you thought about the fact that you might be sort of struggling with your mental health? I know you mentioned anxiety and you've mentioned a few things like that because I think. I can't remember a specific turning point where I kind of went like, "Oh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm suffering like with my mental health." Is that was there a moment for you, or has it kind of just been like a gradual, a gradual thing where like at times it's you've kind of realised that it's rising and it's kind of falling and stuff like that, or is it was? Can you think of like a moment or not? Yeah, I, I, I saw a massive change in myself as like my grand died and was dying so because she lived in spain it was weird because like you when you're so used to seeing somebody two three times a year you kind of like technically or in a way it, it feels like they could still be there now because like you don't see them that often and i think getting my head around that was kind of hard um because i was kind of all the way she passed away with cancer and i was kind of i was kind of there when she had her first kind of diagnosis i was, just happened to be there and then I saw her kind of a month before I was there, like, I was there just to start spending a bit of time for her in January, and I couldn't really I couldn't really deal with it, so I was like, I was just going out. So I was like, I think that's like the first time I was like, ever like, right, I'm going out, I, I don't, I can't sit here all night and just be kind of like, mm. I don't know if morbid's the right word, but at the same time, I was like, I don't really want to be like looking, being with somebody who's means so much to me and just talking about like, inevitable things you know what I mean and I was like she was trying so hard not to bring it up and but it's like it's the elephant in the room at the end of the day like when I'm there having to like put up things to support her going around the house and stuff like that it's like I was only 17 I'm like a like 17 year old like oh, yeah it's like no so I just like me and me and one of my aunties just used to go out and say I wouldn't get back in till 5am repeat the next night and then and then I kind of felt a bit guilty about that because, like, a month later, I was back in Spain again by her bedside in hospital. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I didn't want to be there then either. Like, I was like, I can't sit in this hospital. I can't do it. Right, I just need to... Everyone, when we take it in turns, it's, will you come in? No, no. And I was like, I just felt a bit bad. And then, and then like, I put on a lot of weight dead quickly. So I kind of, I kind of ballooned. I don't know if that coincided with me getting a desk job instead of an active job at the time maybe but definitely a mix of mix of the two things and then it's kind of from there really i just kind of I just kind of noticed that i wasn't the same person as i was but a lot of change a lot was changing kind of in my life there though because like my friendship groups started changing at that time and um so yeah there's a, there's a lot going on but i think that's the kind of like the marker point and then like that's the first time like it probably took me a year to kind of talk to somebody um like to a professional like I kind of my cousin's always been like a rock to me like my cousin Laura she's always she's always kind of listened to me and been there for me which obviously I really appreciate like she she lives in London so I used to come down to London for like a little getaway for the weekend and be able to it was talk to her like there's ones like I was taking antidepressants and we were talking about it and she's like do you need these and I was like I don't think I do and then kind of my thoughts had kind of change a little bit because I'm like I don't feel like they were helping me I just think it's a bit of like a placebo like 
you could be taking a tic tac, you know what I mean? But mm, mentally yeah. going, oh, does that, I feel like when you take paracetamol sometimes, like, oh, this is really helping me. It's totally doing fuck all. But because you feel like, because it's, it's telling you you're taking something, like, oh, yeah, it must be, it must be working. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. So, yeah, and it's like, probably since, probably like, yeah, 2017, it's just been like ups and downs, and some of the ups have been horrible, some of the, some of the ups have been good, some of the downs have been horrible. A lot of lot of things have like, times I should have been happy, I've been not so happy and but I feel like the more now I'm more experienced with it and of dealing with it. I remember me and you having a conversation a couple of weeks ago about counselling and um and saying that I haven't done that for over a year but I kinda of feel like at the moment it'd be quite nice to talk to somebody again. Um so yeah, I think it's just kind of different spells. Like this year was the first time ever I've took a mental health break. Like I took two weeks off work just to kind of focus on myself, and so that's the first time I've ever done that. So, so, so yeah, I think there's say there's definitely ups and downs, and say there's nothing kind of. I don't I don't feel like you ever certainly get better. I think you improve the way you deal with it, but I don't think you'll ever be. 100% because you've always got it in the back of your head you know what I mean like it's not it's not for the want of trying it's just you've always got that thought in the back of your head you know what I mean yeah I, I get that I think I, I think you're right in terms of like I do believe that some people are just more prone to anxiety depression just kind of any anything that's linked to that than other people and I to be fair relate to like a fair amount of that like I was on antidepressants I think for about two years or so it was probably just over two years ago now that I came off them it was just after I um got with my my partner and I kind of had the same thing where I was like I think she was kind of saying like do do you think you need them it was causing me if you look at the side effects of them they can be like they basically can outweigh the good as well because I remember like when especially when I first started taking them I was just like out of it all the time I worked in in um, a shop at the time and I used to just, I used to come in in the morning and just go upstairs and just like lie on the floor for 10 minutes because I would just be like, I would have had fairly decent sleep and kind of everything like that and got up at a good time and got ready and kind of everything. But it, it was just, it, I think like for me, like it stopped me feeling depressed and kind of anxious as often, but it also stopped me feeling good at the same time. It just kind of numbed yeah. everything. So I yeah, I made the decision to kind of try and, to, to come off them and try to sort of deal with it. Not I, I I just feel like it's quite an easy it's just kind of an easy thing to kind of give somebody. Like I just I know that like cost the NHS is 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 stretched and there's lots lots more going on, but I just feel like every time I've spoke to a doctor about about it or every time like I've needed to see somebody, like it's always been antidepressants, like I, it's like even like dude, I, there's like a time this year where like um, I kept having like I kept waking up in the middle of the night not being able to breathe and it's like dead weird like, I thought oh I've got it might be my asthma coming back or something like that like I went to see the doctor and he's like oh you this we spoke about mental health stuff and he's like do you think it's I think it could be you you're just having panic attacks in the middle of the night so I, and I kind of when I worked it out I was like oh, that's probably true so it's like Right, so I'm going to give you an inhaler and some antidepressants. I'm like, no, I don't fucking want the antidepressants. Stop. 
forcing antidepressants on me. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't want to. No, I completely get that. I think, like you were saying, because obviously the NHS is so like underfunded and so stretched, they don't they don't have the time or the capacity to give you the actual stuff that's genuinely going to help, like properly. Like I've had bits and pieces of like. Uh, counselling on the NHS before but I think I, the conversation that I had had with you a couple of weeks ago like I had a, a bit of kind of like a breakdown in December 2021 where I started a full-time job and for some reason the change into that full-time job just completely threw me off and like I couldn't deal with it and I quit after like four days or something uh, because I don't know what it was about it I think it was just the change in in circumstances it was like working from home for the first time luckily now i'm in a new full-time job working from home and it's been five or six months now so i've managed to kind of work through that but you know at, at that time i sort of got myself on the waiting list with the nhs and it was literally like two weeks ago so october 2022 so like 10 months mm. you know nine or 10 months afterwards that's when i got to the top of the waiting list and it's like at that point, a lot of the time, people don't feel they need it anymore, and then they they no. they're never actually like dealing with the situation because it it just kind of goes, and then they don't deal with it, and then it will just come back or like manifest itself in a in a different way. And I think it's not necessarily the the NHS like it's not like the the GP's fault necessarily, but I think like giving antidepressants is like is the easiest thing because it doesn't require mm. kind of extra extra kind of like funding or extra money or anything like that and i was lucky enough to be able to you know go to like a private therapist for a little bit but it just got to the point where it's like you're paying like 60 pound a week and it's a bit that's quite a lot like especially at the time i wasn't working so yeah. that's like i'm just dipping into my savings over and over again so it is it is definitely a massive struggle is there anything else that you wanted to quickly like talk about or mention about like anything that you've been through before we go to the final three questions at the end and kind of like cap the show off i don't know i feel like we could be going ages if we keep bringing uh, different different things into it really yeah no, I think we can go into go into the end unless you want me for another two hours that's probably the amount of time i can talk for so i feel like you should like pull me back in yeah for sure yeah no, no i'm literally exactly the same like and like it's basically yeah. like mental health in football like if i get going it doesn't stop like at all yeah. so it's pr probably good for me as well because i need to have dinner and everything so um so the first question out of these three like um, this is another thing that i'm trialing obviously the first episode so we'll see how it goes but what is like a resource that you would recommend to anybody listening uh whether it be uh, another podcast or a book that you've that you've got or you know like a, a film or a tv show or even like i was saying before like an instagram account that is like that helps you or just anything at all that like helps you kind of mental health wise i'm I, every morning i kind of listen to chris moyles on radio x and obviously not at the moment because he's in the he's in the jungle but yeah i just started listening to him like just probably around the time i started driving i i started i started listening to him in the mornings like my sort of music on the station that he he's a dj on and then don't know i just kind of got really hooked to kind of his presenting style and and stuff so so i literally i'd like most time wake up put that on so like i have to walk walk to work now listen to his show in the morning if i'm struggling to get to sleep put that put his podcast on in the background i was at the gym you know what i mean so it's just like something that's familiar can, can like just really helps 
I'm like, yeah, no, that's it, mate. If I'm bored, I go on, go on, like, I could go for a walk, just kind of be like, right, I need to get out for a bit. Just put yeah. him on. And you kind, of, you kind of feel like you're with a friend. Uh, you, it's just like, never met the person. Like, but when you're kind of so connected in that sort of way, you're like, ah, oh, okay. Something else can make me smile without, like, having to ring somebody again or, you know what I mean? It's like, so, yeah, no, that sort of, his podcast for sure. Um, and say his radio show, yeah. I think that's probably, I'd say that's probably the main one. Like, I've kind of, I don't think like any of them else kind of helped me, <laughs> help me out. I just like the, I listen to our one sometimes. Listen, to, I love the yeah. sound of my own voice. Listen, listen to my own music, of course. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking, uh, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I think that that's one of the aims that I kind of had for this because obviously, for a lot of people, the go-to would be like a specific mental health resource but that's not obviously that's fine if guests do want to put that forward but i'm the same where like i don't consume that much like that many like podcasts or like videos or films that are directly about mental health it's just for me yeah, there's certain you, things you try not to really yeah like in terms of there's a few podcasts and stuff like that that i've dipped in and out of that are kind of you know it positive in a positive way talk about mental health hopefully this one can start to challenge those podcasts at some point you never know but um but yeah i like that like i think i have one or two things definitely that spring to mind that i kind of play that same sort of role in my life where you feel like you know that person or you know those people so well like jack mates happy hours one for me in terms of like yeah they've it's just kind of like and there's older episodes that you can go back to and it's kind of yeah it's familiar but not too familiar you can kind of keep going back and you you kind of like it's weird that you know this much about 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 people and you've literally never spoken to them and never met them anything like that but it's kind of a comfort yeah. like you can always go back to it i've had i've had a variety of different things like that peep show as well the 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 tv show that used to be one of mine i haven't gone back to that for a while but i think it's nice mm. to have those things um so the next question is what um do you have any idea of like a guest that you would recommend me to get on or you think that would be good to interview for the show i just think that, yeah, i think it's hard though i think that's probably one question i didn't really have an answer for because it's like because i like, as i kind of said like there's not many kind of it depends kind of what the what the topic is really um i basically I like feel... if it helps i want to have like a mixture of i do want to interview some people who are kind of like qualified like officially to talk about mental health but i also like like this i also want to have conversations with just kind of people who have ex- had experiences and things like that as well so it could be it could be anyone like that i'm so yeah just kind of like people who aren't directly involved as well so but if there's if there isn't anybody that springs to mind that's that's all right as well i don't know if anyone sprung to mind now or not i know it's, i think it's just like people who are complete opposites really i think that pete k for example like he's going through like the biggest bit of his career right now like i'm having to wait till 2024 because that's how long i've got I've managed to get a ticket in manchester in 2024 um but like but then, like, he's been away because of, like, family issues or all things that happened to himself. So it's, like, probably just, like, pulling, yeah, like, as kind of we've said before, like, pulling the mask down a little bit and kind of to hear from that person kind of a different aspect. Because, like, his on-stage persona is so much different to kind of probably what he's like at home. You know what I mean? Like, he's always, well, kind of things I've heard in the past, like, he's always putting on an act. And it's, like, so I wonder what 
wonder what he's actually like behind the scenes, you know what I mean? That would be very interesting. I know a lot of kind of, I've heard multiple comedians before saying about how all comedians are like depressed or like behind closed doors, like it they're totally different because it is all an act. And then like when they come off stage, they're nothing like that at all. And a lot of them are quite kind of, you know, they're, they're, they're not necessarily the most positive people or, like, they haven't had the most easy experiences and stuff like that, but we don't think of that side. So, to, yeah, to interview no. any sort of comedian, I think, would be would be really good. So we'll see what we can do in future. And I just think to, uh, to, to close off the episode, if you just have one tip or piece of advice or anything like that for modern men. Um, just keep being you. Like, just... Try not to get stuck in, stuck in like. If you if you kind of notice yourself doing something and it's not, and it's not making you happy, then stop doing it and try something different. And don't then I just don't be, don't be scared to make mistakes either. Like I kind of I've made plenty of mistakes, being honest with the wrong person or, not being honest enough with other people or. Leaving a place of where I've lived to try somewhere else and it's not quite working, but you know what? I gave it a try, and I kind of reverted. You re- you can always revert back. So like, if you kind of feel yourself getting stuck in the mud a little bit, you don't need wellies. Just just put yourself out and kind of get going. And if you have to a couple of people to fuck off on the way, then do so. It's not real. Yeah, I think that's a great that's a great quote at the end there. The wellies thing. If I do like a little quote graphic, I'll put that. I'll put that for this episode. So <laughs> that's a good one. But anyway, yeah, no, it's yeah. been it's been a brilliant chat. Obviously, this has been a bit of an experiment for me. This is the first time kind of in this format doing this show. I doubt anybody had really got to listen to the original version of this because it kind of vanished pretty quickly. Um, but but yeah, I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope everybody listening's enjoyed it as well. Uh, cheers for coming on. Cheers.